It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. To, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, this is Dell on Earth and I took a left at the valley. I know we shouldn't have to scream that we're atheists, you know, we don't have non-astrologers and all that, but with the religious people taking over the world, I mean, we can either speak up or be pushed into a corner. I'm proud of being an atheist, a skeptic, a non-believer, an infidel, a heathen, I call it how I see it. I say it's ignorance and you just call it faith and unsubstantiated claims, that's something to be ashamed, I'm an Coming at you from beautiful BC and sunny Florida, this is Left of the Valley 2.0. My name is Kevin, and I'm not chubby, I'm just so freaking sexy it overflows. <laughs> Joining me as usual is the team that will tell you that the problem with the gene pool is there is no lifeguard. <laughs> she fixed a horrible sound in her car by removing the Cardi B CD, <laughs> Sabrina. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and he has a joke about trickle down economics, but 99% of you won't get it. Red Lee! <laughs> and I don't listen to Cardi B just for the record. <laughs> yes, that, no, sorry, for the record you do. <laughs> no, I She's don't. a big fan, big fan. Couldn't you even can, tell you one song. You can send your complaints at left.valley at outlook.com. Let's have a poll. Should we evict Sabrina just for listening to Cardi B? <laughs> Guys, welcome back. Hope you had a great week. Oh, oh perfect. Uh, so today we'll be uh, talking to Mike Wiseman of The Bible Says What? So that'll be in the second half of the show. Mm-hmm. But f- but first, let's do a bit of chit-chat. <laughs> okay. Um, did you guys hear that the, um, there's some progressive German Catholic priests? That have plans to actually bless same-sex marriage. Oh wow! They're progressive and Catholic. And I know, right? It's a bit like it's an oxymoron, like jumbo shrimp, I guess. But um, <laughs> they're actually they're actually the, the defying the Vatican to its face, because as as late as uh, last March, uh, the Vatican uh, reminded the flock that they cannot bless sin, quote unquote. <laughs> So in Berlin, uh, Reverend, uh, oh, I'm going to mask you this, Jan Kordischke, I think, he's a Jesuit priest anyway, he started to pl- bless gay couples. Uh, he started this May 16th. And he thinks that love is love, no matter who expresses it. And uh, he said, quote, things cannot continue the way they did. This is what the crimes and cover-up of sex abuse showed up. Showed us, sorry. It's like, whoa, this is, this, so that was this a, is a big slap in the jab. face of the Vatican. Yeah. I find your lack of faith disturbing. 
It's like, hey, yeah. don't, talk, don't don't get mad at me, okay? When you're covering <laughs> up fucking sexual abuse, asshole. Like, uh-huh. you're, really, you're really gonna gonna call the moral judgment or the moral uh, yeah. high ground here? Come we on. can't bless same sex marriage, but it's okay that you diddled all those little boys. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so it's like, whoa, you must have we marrying them though. So. <laughs> yeah. That makes it okay. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Paul Frank, you want some aloe vera on that burn? Okay. Whoa. Uh, I thought this new pope was gonna like allow gay marriage and stuff. <sighs> I thought he was I mean, this love is love too. type pope. There, there is some things about him that's more progressive. Gonna be a thing. But yeah. you know what? I think a lot of people try to have a tendency to think that the pope is a bit like a king, and it's not really that. There is some politics within the Vatican, right? Oh, of course. There so is. He, he he's he, even if he was a very progressive kind of guy, which I don't think he is. I think he's like halfway there, but he's not all the way there. He still has to yep. deal with the old guard. And, you know, oh. since since the Vatican is essentially its own country, uh, would it really be far-fetched to think that a, a, a pope that doesn't really do what the uh, high, high old guard says could easily disappear right. and be replaced? So yeah. even if the yeah. so so even if the pope wants it, the Mitch McConnell version of the Senate would, like, exactly. you know, exactly. shut it down. Exactly. Yeah, I see. I see. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, do you guys hear? There's um, some uh, 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 some cicadas, the insect there, yeah. and there's a, 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 a one that's called a brood X, and they're about to emerge. Mm. Um, they're, they're known for their red eyes and shimmering wings, and they've been underground for the past 17 years, and they're about to come up. Oh shit! Goody. And they're they're all around the eastern U.S. and probably eastern Canada as well. Uh, the phenomenon is expected to last uh, four to six weeks after the uh, uh, emerging. Well, Ontario as, can have them. Yeah, after emerging as nymph, they will basically feed on tree sap, molt, and mature before mating. Now we're talking about billions of them will emerge, and the song they they have because they, they kind of make that the weird song, uh, <laughs> insect song call anyway, <laughs> can be like, as loud as like nymph. Fast and loose with the word song here. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> whatever buzz you want to call this, I should they put make a shitload of noise. They make like a shitload of noise. Can reach around ninety to hundred decibels. Wow. Uh, that's that's a, that's a, as loud as a lawnmower. So <laughs> this gives you an yeah. idea. Oh yeah, oh, Ontario can totally have those. I'm good. I have in places with a lot of cicadas. Like I'm almost wondering. I'm like, shit. Am I? Are we going to be able to record at like you know uh, at certain times? Because I don't. I don't know when they. That's a good start, question. Like, because they're a nighttime bug, are they not? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think they're actually a daytime bug. Uh, Brendan, uh, is that is that a phenomenon? Do you guys have a lot of cicadas down uh, in Florida? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, because I mean it's the area that we're in, and, and like I said, it's been it's been a minute since it's really been a. A problem, but once when it's there, you notice it. Mm. You know, um, and, and like I said, I feel like it has been a, a few years since, because uh, you know, like you, you said, they they kind of go dormant for so long. That's right. Yeah, seventeen years. Of seventeen years. That's a mm. long time. <laughs> but the red eyes are a little bit creepy too. So you're gonna That's have these like hundred decibel red eyed billions and billions of bugs just flying the around. Apocalypse like, upon us. Um, <laughs> Well, <laughs> if you are, if you in are the Bible Thumper area of the states, like, this you, is great. <laughs> that's, the that's, right. that's the pestilence we were talking the about. The pestilence is <laughs> upon us. Well, if you guys are afraid about the them being the pestilence, here. please do remember that they actually they are edible. Apparently, oh snacks! And apparently, they taste like shrimp. Perfect. So there we go. What? 
Batters really? fry. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> For those hungry nights when you got the munchies and apparently, don't know what else to eat. All over the internet, some uh, some recipes <laughs> how, to, how to prepare oh them my. and saute them in a wok or something like that. I've been appearing all over the place. Right. That's so. funny, too, because like, I know like people they go, oh, gross, people eat insects and stuff. I'm like, we eat fucking crabs and shrimp and shit. That's <laughs> yeah. like... What? Like, just because it lives underwater, it's not a fucking underwater insect? Yeah, it pretty totally much. is. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the, the uh, in a way, although they, they kind of disgust me, the thought of eating insects really does disgust me. But it, they, could be, <laughs> they could be the food of the future. I mean, they are plentiful. They are a good uh-huh. source of protein. Uh, they're easy to uh, reproduce and I, raise. I and think that you're just going to have to get used to it because I think we're going to start seeing a whole lot more of it. Well, when the cow apocalypse comes in and, right. uh, and there are no more cows, we'll have to turn right. to... Insects. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta make do. That's right. In uh, sadder news, uh, COVID news, um, did you hear that COVID has now infected Mount Everest? What? Yeah. <laughs> so, a guide estimates uh, that uh, COVID-19 has infected at least 100 climbers and staff by now. Um, now, every year, when you want to climb Everest, you need a permit that's issued by the Nepalese government, right? Um, 408 uh, per- of these permits were issued um, to, to climb the, this for this season, and they're aided by hundreds of Sherpas, right? Uh, in late mm-hmm. April, a... Uh, a, a Norwegian climber was the first to test positive for COVID, and now uh, apparently a lot of the uh, the uh, climbers or wannabe climbers that are trying to uh, climb to the top of the world on Mount Everest are at base camp, and a lot of them are coughing or, or being sick or, and you know are having a hard time. So Great. yeah, so, maybe they should have gotten vaccinated before they went. Maybe right. Yeah, and it's like just those temperatures alone make you like sniff and like oh, yeah. it's not you know Short I mean? like breath just already makes the your... high altitude. No thanks. Now Nepal has yeah. been doing a victory, actually fairly well on uh, the COVID front. They they've had four hundred ninety seven thousand cases, but only six thousand twenty four deaths. <laughs> so they're actually doing very good, but it's a small country and it's quite isolated. So I can understand that geographically, you know, it's harder for COVID to get there. But hey, they, it's there now. Yeah. They figured it out. They yeah. figured it out. So now you, you, know. you have to climb Everest amongst all the dead bodies because there's a pile of dead bodies oh, yeah, everywhere. Everest, everywhere because it's just logistically impossible to take them down. <laughs> I mean, say what you will about COVID nineteen, but it's a shaker and a mover. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like it yeah. gets things done. It gets things yeah. done. Hey, yeah. Bucket list. <laughs> COVID's bucket list. He's checked off Everest. And <laughs> in better news, uh, China has actually now landed a Mars rover of its own <laughs> on Mars. And this is better news. Oh. How? Well, because it's not just the U.S. on China, uh, uh, in uh, uh, on Mars, and mm-hmm. the Chinese, instead of you know, developing weapons, are developing exploring science as well. So that's how do we know we're not putting yeah. weapons on Mars? Uh, <laughs> we're in trouble. All right, we're getting a space laser ready. <laughs> that's, that's right, right. Jewish space laser. Right. So the the uh, rover's name is Zurong, uh, as as it Z H U R O N G. Z H would be Z. Oh, well, okay, sure. Zhurong. And it's named after a god of fire. Um, so it's uh, the third nation to actually land on Mars. But people think it's the second, but it's actually the third. Uh, because people always forget that the USSR actually landed on Mars say. in 1971. Yeah. But they lost contact with their probe right there. So, But they actually oh. did manage to land. That's, that was in 1971. Damn. So, Zhurong, oh, wow. Zhurong, whatever you want to call it. Uh, travel via... Uh, 
Tier 1 and 1 that was uh, launched uh, last July uh, it took a six months transit and uh, and it reached Mars in February and it just landed in, in May May 15th and landed so cool. <laughs> so there oh, we go that's awesome yeah and I think that's that's, that's kind of cool too that other um, nations are trying to do space exploration and not just leave it to uh, the US and Russia oh yeah so yeah. that's, that's kind of yeah, cool Get as many eyes as you can on the, you know, on any situation, and it usually is solved a little bit quicker. Yeah. So now they you can know? try to they, they can try to swamp uh, swamp uh, Area Fifty One in China instead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know that China's going to have the first high rise on Mars. <laughs> like, it's just a given. Oh yeah. Okay. Really well, cool you know, buildings. guys, I've got a nice top ten for you guys. You guys ready for this? Mm-hmm. Now it's interesting because I, I was wondering what to do the top ten about, and um, I realized that uh, today is the twenty third as we're recording, and uh, May twenty third happens to be International Turtle Day. Turtle Day. Turtle Day. <laughs> oh wow! So I thought you know everybody likes turtles. Yeah. Preferably covered in chocolate with a little bit of hazelnut. Yeah, those turtles, you know, those uh, yeah. those chocolates are great. Those are pretty tasty. Turtles are sympathetic little animals. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to do a top ten of uh, what kind of turtles, but the the suggestions I was keep, I kept getting is top ten list of turtles that are uh, more pet friendly turtles, and I thought, eh, that's boring. So I thought I'll give you a top ten of the biggest and largest turtles in the world. Oh, fun! Because I like that's big and large. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to animals. That's what she <laughs> said. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, at number 10, we have the flatback sea turtle. Uh, so uh, the sea turtle, th- this uh, this uh, animal actually weighs in at 185 pounds. Just to give you an idea, this is number 10, right? which is 84 kilos. And it's only 3.12 feet long. So oh. it's a bit more, to, almost, uh, almost a meter long. So... But it weighs almost as probably as more than Brent actually. <laughs> so it's like the, yeah, it's like the size of an it's like the shape of an egg apparently. How do you have that much weight in like that short of? That's a big heavy shell. <laughs> They're big heavy shells, man. <laughs> uh, at number nine, we have the African spunk tor- tortoise. Now the difference between hey, a turtle that's not a turtle. Exactly, the difference between a turtle and a tortoise is quite simple. If you ever land, wonder what the difference water. is, in land and water. Tortoise, you know, when they have those feet and they walk, they have like those elephant legs and they walk on land. That's a tortoise. If they have those flippers on front, they're swimming. That's a turtle. So right, right. So how's this so a turtle like, on a list? It's a tortoise. Well, it's the biggest turtles slash tortoises in the world. <laughs> I could, I could totally see them being offended by being called that by the right? scientists and stuff like. Yeah, it's like, like I'm not. Hey, a we turtle. don't like that okay. word. We don't. I identify as a tortoise. We don't call ourselves spunks anymore, okay? We've moved past (laughs) Asshole. This particular tortoise actually weighs 231 pounds on average, but it's actually shorter than the the, uh, flat uh, back sea turtle. It's actually 2.72 feet long. So it's actually shorter but heavier. Wow. Damn. Yeah. That's crazy. That's what you get for carrying a house on your back all day, you know? I guess so. Yeah. True. Those are some pretty muscular <laughs> legs. At number eight, we have some black sea turtles, and that's a turtle. And that one weighs 278 pounds and measures 3.28 feet, which is one meter long for us on the metric system here. That's half the social distancing. <laughs> two meters, two meters yeah, social distance. So, yeah. yeah, so it's half a social well, distance. Well, it's, it's a bit more than three feet. Yeah. For 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 you yeah. imperialist. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah. Half so a by, social yeah. distance. Yeah. Yeah. It's like so what you would what you would social distance. Yeah. Take half of that. Take half and of think that. about that, and that's how that's big how big a turtle is. It's about that. What okay. color? It must be black. Black sea turtle? No, it's just a black sea, I think. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, it's probably just going to the black sea. Yeah. <laughs> At number I don't seven, think it's an actual sea. <laughs> no, which is not. At number seven, uh, we have the familiar hawkbill turtle. You guys know that one. It's got this nope. nice little beak to it. It's nice and cute. Nice and wow. cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we're getting progressively heavier on these turtles because that one weighs 280 pounds uh, and still measures the same length as the other one. So it's very similar to the uh, Black Sea Turtle another and the half, Hawk Bell. Another half to social distance. Yeah, half to social distance. Half to social one meter, 3.2, 3.28. Uh, that, that's the new official measurement post-COVID. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's the after times, not the before times. Number Number six, you'll probably have some of those in your nick of the wizard, I would think. The alligator snapping turtle. <laughs> you probably have those in your area, don't you, Brent? Yeah, I, I actually just Snapping filmed a, a video um, where we were at the park, and uh, one of those uh, suckers came up. They look really weird, I gotta say. They're <laughs> yeah. fucking mean. They have, like this long They are mean. Neck. They are mean. And they weigh up to 403 pounds. Yeah. The 400 pounds, and this one is, is is even shorter than the Hawk Bell and the Black Sea Turtle. Only 2.66 feet. So it's just like short in length, but it's like really, really mm. heavy. Short and wow. stocky. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, like take cool. those aren't pet turtles. Just just so no. you know. <laughs> no, no, they're not pet turtles. They'll snap they your fingers. Hold of you, they, they will take it away with them. Oh, yep. yes, yep. absolutely. <laughs> Snacks. <laughs> Number five, you have the Aldabra giant tortoise. And we, we have a That's hell of... another non-turtle. Yeah, it's another non-turtle. Uh, we have a hell of a jump in weight here. This, this thing weighs 794 pounds. Damn. Almost 800 pounds. Meals it, for days. Holy shit. And it's 4.9 feet long. So. Whoa. It's not quite the. So it's, that's like almost as long as me. Not quite the social distancing size, but almost. <laughs> yeah, so we're getting, getting, <laughs> we're getting It's, it's like a, a social distance and a, and a third. Well, the social distance turtle would be the number four position, which is, of course, the well-known Galapagos tortoises. If we yeah. know though, they're Those very famous. Poor tortoises, you keep calling them turtles. I'm gonna give them an identity crisis. <laughs> <laughs> they shouldn't have made the two words that similar, right? Okay. And uh, they're actually heavier than I thought they would be. These things weigh 880 pounds. That's heavy as hell. Aren't those things like almost hmm. extinct? Yeah, they're endangered actually. Uh, but wow. they they just recently had some some new newborns. So, and <laughs> so oh, really? the, they're the tortoise that you know you you think of in movies and videos. You see that that's what they are. Uh, and the, uh, the, they're about six feet, 6.14 feet long, so that is social distance. Oh, it's a social they're, distance they're turtle. Social distance turtle. <laughs> Whoa. Holy fuck. And we're getting to the number. Can, can they pass through a door? No. Depends how wide the door, door is. No. <laughs> I would think not. If you're that long, no. I feel like you'd have to be too big to walk You'd have to, like, roll through it sideways. I mean, if it's a tortoise, right? <laughs> yeah. So you just kind of put them on the side and... They can't really roll like that. Well, no, you, they get help from their buddies. Yeah, but actually, if, if, I don't, I don't have the, the 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 height measurement here, but they're actually kind of tall. You know, the, the tortoise is actually. You know, well, that's because of their legs, so they just tuck them suckers in. And then, no, but oh, yeah. the, the the carapace itself is kind of like almost yeah. like a little mountain. Um, number three, the green sea go. turtle, which is you know a very common turtle in the, in the ocean there, and we have a hell of a jump in weight. Then this one weighs eleven hundred pounds. That's a great yeah. big meal for a whole that's, lot of people. That's a big meal. And he's only still 4.6 feet, so he's actually uh, 
smaller than the Galapagos turtle, but a good 300 pounds heavier. Damn. Wow. I know, right? Holy shit. <laughs> Number Get on two. Some CrossFit. Yeah, exactly. okay. <laughs> He's going to diet. <laughs> Number two, we have the loggerhead sea turtle, uh, which that one jumps in at 1,200 pounds and is about seven feet long. So that's that's getting to be a pretty sizable animal here. <laughs> 1,200 pounds. Jesus. You know, you meet that in the water there as you're swimming. It's like, shit, man. You, be, you Even if it's just a turtle, you'd still be intimidated as hell. <laughs> that's right. why I don't swim I mean, in the ocean. That's not just a turtle at that point. I mean, that's a fucking turtle. You mm-hmm. better go. Time to go. <laughs> Swim the opposite way. And our number one winner for the biggest and heaviest turtle on the planet right now is the leatherback turtle. Oh, of course. The leatherback turtle, you know, it's actually it's quite quite the specimen. Weighs in at fourteen hundred and thirty pounds and is about six point nine feet, almost seven feet long as well. That's also almost Damn. dead too, isn't it? Oh, very endangered. Most of the tor- tor- yeah, turtles and tortoises are actually endangered at this point, I think. So yeah, well, they're like a remnant yeah. of the dinosaur age. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, the know. turtles appeared uh, around uh, 220 million years ago. Uh, there's actually uh, 228 species and 124 subspecies of turtle and tortoises, I guess. <laughs> so, but you know what? I had to I had to look up just one more thing because of you course. know we talk about big, bigger, and and and, and heavier. The record, but for the biggest turtle of all time, we're talking about a prehistoric turtle here. And no. <laughs> the name, the scientific name is Archelon Ischirus. Okay, this is uh, this is actually quite similar to a leatherback turtle. Um, this thing weighed 2.2 tons. Holy sh! We're talking about uh, over 4,000 pounds. It was 16.4 feet wide, wide, not long, wow. wide. It was 13.1 feet long. This animal wow. lived to 80 to 60 million years ago. Uh, there's a specimen in the Vienna Museum of Natural History and that's estimated that lived to be 100 years old before it died. Crazy. That's a car. Wow. That's a car coming at you. <laughs> right. But you know, it's going to come at you like an inch a at a time. Car. So you got time to get out of the way. Well, no, it was a, it was a swimming <laughs> it was a swimming turtle, so it's a swimming car coming at you. It's still, it's a turtle. It's not going to go that fast. You've uh, read the tortoise in the hair, haven't you? Yeah, but you know what? The, the turtle will outswim you any day of the week. I will guarantee you that. Not if I'm in a boat. <laughs> yeah, outswim, I said. I didn't say outnavigate. I said outswim. <laughs> oh, I don't swim in the ocean. There's a reason for that. Well, they're gone now. And, and last but not least, the biggest ninja turtle That's is right. actually Slash uh-huh. from the series. Slash? I don't know Slash. that one. It was Slash. Roughly the size of Andre the Giant, he weighed uh, almost seven tons. And, oh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't have that information. That's a good question. Who is the biggest turtle in the Ninja Turtles? <sighs> well, I don't know Slash. Slash. That's not one of the original forms. Oh, he, I mean, he was the bad Ninja Turtle. Oh, there's uh, a bad Ninja Turtle? Different. Yeah. Oh. He came from a different dimension or something. Okay. It was awesome. Cool. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> you know, they are a phenomenon in itself. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> the Ninja Turtles were something else. 
Because it's so dumb. Like, what? What? How did you get Ninja? And it's like they played Mad Libs with like creating the character. It's, like, it's actually turtles. It's actually exactly it's that. It's it's a, it was actually a uh, joke. Is yeah. that the, the the two creators basically were just doodling around, and the guy just doodled a a turtle with his carapace and and a set of nunchucks and a and a, and, a, and a headband, and they just laughed at it, and they, they laughed, and then they just kind of ran with it, and yeah. they just kept on going and going, and boom, all of a sudden get this. <laughs> Phenomenon of Ninja Turtles. It, it got that famous. That's great, and it's still going. Like I watched that when I was a kid, and like the kids, uh, there, there's kids that I come in contact with at uh, school, and they were like all wearing these uh, um, Ninja Turtle stuff, and I'm like, holy shit, this is still going. This is great. I know. <laughs> I right? It's like fuck. Raphael. <laughs> Raphael's oh, yeah. a bigger turtle. Raphael is the largest ass. turtle. Okay. That's right. That, that would have been the one I picked today too. So. There you go. Mikey's mine. That's mine. No <laughs> 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 oh boy. All right, Brent. You got another brilliant moment for us? I do. Brought uh, to you I by religion. <laughs> another brilliant moment brought to you by religion. Oh, thank right. you, religion. Universities to provide. <laughs> it's like shooting fish in a barrel, really. I know. Take your pick this week. What are they going to do? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, this is from the Fram- Friendly Atheist. Uh, preacher says gay people should wear labels saying hazardous to your health. Oh, <laughs> oh fuck off. Oh. All right, that's where we're at. Right, <laughs> so Andrew, uh, I, want, I want to say it's Womack uh, or Womack. Uh, who is a TV evangel uh, a TV evangelical and faith healer oh, that founded the Andrew Womack Ministries or Andrew Womack Ministries uh, in 1978 and uh, Charis Bible College in 1994. Uh, uh, he has long claimed that his followers need to take back Colorado from the demon-possessed oh, socialists that <laughs> caused their state to go from red oh. to blue. Oh. Yeah. You know, okay, there's so much to unpack here. <laughs> First of all, um, going backwards, um, demon-possessed socialists. This is like a remnant of the 50s, you know, the Red Scare. Mm-hmm. And this is where, in 57, where they started printing on the American dollar bill in God We Trust. And there was just a knee-jerk reaction to the godless, socialist, atheist of Russia. <laughs> the Russians, yeah. And yeah, it's like... that kind of line today only works if you're 60 years or older. Yeah. There's no, right. there's no way you can tell a kid today those demon possessed socialists, and they can take you seriously. They can't yeah. take you seriously. No, you no. only have to, if you've lived through the Red Scare or something like that. Then maybe you you'll understand this kind of language. Otherwise, just drop it. Just drop it. You know, you, you, you're speaking to Fox News crew here and Fox News audience, which is at least 80 years plus. These people are on the verge of dying. Find a new line, dude. Find a new line if you're gonna sell your product. Yeah. I love too how they were like the um, you know we need to be the opposite of the U.S. you know the uh, Russia's religion, which at the time was atheist, and the opposite of atheism is Christianity. By the way, yeah, because okay. that's the only one. Well, you know, it's, <laughs> you know, it's, it's not it's even so funny. It's not even right because Russia's religion was never atheism. The Russian Orthodox Church yeah. has been around forever, and it's a very powerful Christian church very. to this oh, yeah. day. Yeah. To this day. 
So, uh, uh, yeah, you're right. Stalin was an atheist. and But who? so what? You know, it's it's still... It doesn't mean the rest of Russia was atheistic. But, you know, that's how propaganda works, right? Right. I mean, that's... That, I mean, because that goes back to which is one of the most fascinating things. And I always love to... I'll talk for hours about it. It's about Rasputin yeah. and his whole rise. That was because of just being able to trick these dumb religious people, <laughs> you know, into... That he was a holy man. Yeah, yeah, he, he was the he, only man. He tricked the, uh, what was her name? Uh, was it Catherine? The Tsarin? The, the wife of uh, Nicholas? Yeah. 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 He, yeah. He basically tricked her to believe that he was a holy man and he yeah. could heal her, her son who was a hemophiliac. Yeah. Uh, I wonder why he was a hemophiliac. Would you want to talk about that? And, <laughs> and they do like, and they really don't really know what, uh, you know, what caused him to be able to do that other than, uh, you know, there's some theories and stuff that's very, very interesting. But yeah, they really don't know like how, like why exactly she thought. But I think they're good at giving her a lot more credit. Uh, you know, one actually the, did make him feel better and shit, you know. One of the theories I heard was uh, that, uh, uh, I forget the, the kid's name, I think it was Alexi? Uh, I want to say, yeah, I feel like Alexi. Uh, he, w- he was not like a complete, complete hemophiliac. You know, like like my daughter, for example, also has a, a, a you know, normally when you cut yourself, it takes like 30 seconds to a minute to for blood to coagulate. Uh, for her, it, it, it takes like a, a minute 30, you know, it takes longer. And they say Alexi was probably that too, you know, just it, it coagulates as well. It just takes more time. But, right. you know, of course, at the time, and medicine hasn't, you know, and the science wasn't all that great on it. You know, he's just a hemophiliac. Right. Right. Uh, so, and of course, you know, if you you start you be, you're being with Alexi and you're praying with him and you're invocating this and this and that, well, that minute thirty, that two minute, that five minute, whatever time it takes, eventually goes by, and then he coagulates, the blood coagulates, and the, and then it stops, the bleeding stops. So right. that's it's one not of the prayers. Best. Just time. not prayers, just biology happening. You know, just a bit slower for that particular kid. Right. And right. the other thing too is a lot of the doctors at the time were were prescribing uh, aspirin. Which yeah. now we, we realize is a blood thinner. Exactly. You know, and so his main thing, Rasputin, was like, keep the doctors away from him. Yeah. You know, and he even did that in a letter one time. And yes. Keep the doctors away. And they didn't give him the, give the, the kid the uh, aspirin. And they were like, oh, he's healed. You know, but it's like, how did he do that from so far away? And it's yeah. like, yeah, because, you know. He happened to be <laughs> right, but for the wrong reason. Right. You know, exactly. he happened. He, he was right not because the power of God was working through him he was right because the doctors were incompetent boobs and didn't know any better in boobs too yeah for pain and stuff so exactly, exactly yeah it was just interesting how that worked <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so Womack uh, is you know uh, recently he actually claimed uh, uh, claimed that the people who uh, the, claim that the people who affirm the rights for transgender folks are following a doctrine of Satan <laughs> <laughs> a doctor of uh, Satan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you say about that, that right? <laughs> have to wear warning labels yeah, uh, because homosexuality is bad for your health. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to play the it's clip contagious. here so we can get the full context of it. You're playing the um, clip here? Yeah, yeah, that's all right. You go right ahead. Oh, yeah. All right, cool. Because, you know, homosexuality is contagious. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> 
praying for uh, uh, Bruce Jenner, who goes by Caitlyn Jenner. I'm praying against the, the suicidal, the, the, the suicide that happens with people that, that, that engage in this kind of thing. It's, oh. it's really, it's very, very sad. Homosexuals oh. um, have like uh, three times as much suicide as heterosexuals. Okay, I wonder why. Pause that, pause that, pause that, pause that, pause that for a second there. Okay, morons, listen up. <laughs> the reason there is more suicide... And the the trans uh, community and homosexuality, and, and there was more suicide LGBTQ. in the LGBTQ community as well. At some point, is because you keep harping on them, not because right. they're trans, depression. because you're being dicks to them all the time. Yeah. Right, What's you make their life depression? living fucking hell. For okay. Christ's sake, it's not because you're trans, you're more we, prone we to suicidal. Explicit also. rating, right? Yeah, we do. Thank <laughs> okay. You guys are fucking idiots. God right. damn it. Okay. It's just like they completely removed that whole aspect of that reality. You know, I mean, it's like, no, it's not. It couldn't possibly be because of us doing what we're doing right now. Yeah, it Asshole. Could, be, could possibly be because we're trying to bully them and we're even trying to stop them from using the fucking bathroom like every other person. It could be possibly because of that. That's why they're suicidal at some point when you feel the entire world's against you and your own U.S. government is trying very hard to make laws to stop you in particular. It could possibly be that reason. Reason why a person might feel a bit depressive after a while. Jeez. Ooh, tell oh, us how you really feel. Oh, I hate these people. God damn. <laughs> They're absurd. It's so funny, the lack of awareness. Oh, totally. Here we go. I'll continue. Like uh, three times as much suicide mm. as heterosexuals, and then you go into transgender and it just continues to go up. It's a very destructive lifestyle. You have a shorter life expectancy. I have 20 years less that the homosexual lives than a, a heterosexual. And, you know, uh, cigarettes take an average of seven years off of a person's life. So wow. homosexuality is three times worse than smoking. Oh, we all put fuck a off. label across their forehead. This could be hazardous to your health. On their fucking forehead and see if their suicide rates go up, you stupid piece of shit. <laughs> oh my right. god. It's the most frustrating shit. Yeah, and that was the, you know, that was like my whole point was that they're you know, they're they're acting like it's just being um, L, you know, LGBTQIA plus that, that, that causes you to have a shorter lifespan because it's a destructive lifestyle, which there's no, there nothing about that is necessarily like how healthy you are it's not a health lifestyle type of thing it's just a, you know it's, it's so funny that they you know they just uh, don't well, seem to understand that they are the reason no, no, why no, that's they, the case they would never admit <laughs> such a thing anyway they know but they would never admit such a thing and by that stupid right. logic that's like saying you know in Japan they live longer so Shintoism is actually better for you as a religion than Christianity yeah. therefore yeah. you should put a yeah. label on every bible that this book is not as healthy for you it's as Shintoism fuck you morons <laughs> god damn it oh my god it's, it's like three seconds of logic here for ugh. right <laughs> that's all it takes just a little self-reflection. Oh. Breathe, breathe. No, I mean this is, this is getting tiring. Of we hear these kind of stories every fucking week. Yeah. I mean it's 2021 for fuck's sakes. Are these people right. ever gonna stop this nonsense? No, no, right. they're not. They're no. not. Apparently no. not. Although I, I do, I do, I do uh, like the idea of getting some stickers made, saying you know, and slapping them on Bibles, and just saying yeah, this, this book, book is, is hazardous, hazardous to, your health. to your health. I just love that. I just yeah. love that. I think that's a great idea, also. <laughs> <laughs> this book is a work of sure, fiction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, the. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> Homosexuality is more dangerous to you than smoking. All right. Oh, so I guess if you're gay and sorry. smoking, then you're really fucked. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know what the hell he's smoking. Seven years for smoking? Is that that can't be right? I mean, actually, that sounds about right. Actually. Well, yeah, really? but, well, yeah. Yeah, but it's one of those. Because there's lots of people that smoke like, that don't ever get yeah, cancer. Yeah, exactly, right? It's, oh, it's, that's true. Uh, this they is an average day made over, like, yes. countless people. I mean, and, it's, and it doesn't really mean it. I wonder, you know, I'm an ex-smoker. Do I get counted in that? Well, I didn't smoke for 10 years, so I'm pretty much right. back to where I was if I had never smoked. Yeah, that's a good point. Your lungs do heal eventually. Yeah. I mean, I'm still at a higher risk of lung cancer because I was an idiot and smoked for 10 years, but... Exactly. I remember I thought it was so dumb because people used to say every cigarette that you smoke takes seven minutes off of your life. Yeah, something you know? like that. And I'm like, but it takes seven minutes to smoke, genius. What is... <laughs> <laughs> what? What are you doing? Like, that's, that's <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, with that reasoning, it takes two hours. This podcast takes two hours off your life every time you hear it. <laughs> you to it. Damn God it. damn, left of the valley is damaging to your health, people. We better put a label <laughs> on our it. forehead. You heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> Labels on our foreheads. Whack. Oh, man. The dog's <sighs> looking at us a little yes. weird. I, 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 I. I don't know who can be convinced by such an argument. I mean, do you actually <laughs> think this guy actually managed to convince people like that? Oh, well, absolutely. No, no, no. Stupid. No, I think, I think, I think they're reinforcing their beliefs. They're all agreeing, saying, "Oh, yeah, they're justifying their beliefs because they they just hate gay people." But somebody who's like like neutral on the subject and hears that argument, do you actually think that this would be a convincing argument? It depends on so. on how. Don't biased and, and homophobic like they already are. That group of people, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, really I think this is, this is preaching to the choir. This of is just course. reinforcing themselves, saying, "No, no, we're not evil people. We're not bigoted people. We just really care about people's health." This is <laughs> what they're doing. Right. It's almost yeah. like the "Why are there still monkeys?" kind of thing, which pretty yeah. much only works on Christians who already don't believe in evolution. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Oh, goodness gracious. All right. Well, thank you for that, Brent. That's fantastic. Uh, Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll be talking to Mike Wiseman of The Bible Says What? The Bible Says What? The Bible Says What? 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 (laughs) So stay with us. If your skepticism is socially conscious and doesn't take itself too seriously, you might like life, the universe, and everything else. Great comfort, his big stumper was literally which came first, the chicken or the egg? A lot of the interviews took place in front of a building that said liberal arts. (laughs) (laughs) I'm guessing that they're not all science majors. (laughs) Life, the universe, and everything else. Available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and pretty much anywhere else. I don't know, Zoom? Is that still a thing? Podcast listeners, we are the Godless Heathens Podcast. Here's the details with no fine print. We got new episodes available every other Sunday. Sundays, Sundays, Sundays. There's three of us, just like the Holy Trinity. I'm Don. I'm Jeff. And I'm Jerry. Coming to you from a spare bedroom in exurban Atlanta. 
where we'll examine the crossroads of politics and religion, but from the secular perspective. Sometimes we get heavy, sometimes we get deep. And no one is above reproach or mockery, especially each other. It's more of what you want and less of what you don't. So open your hearts and minds to the godless heathens in your podcast rotation. And you just might learn something, too. Who thinks the world was created by a man in a cloud in six days who then needed to rest? I love that. He's so powerful, he can create the universe, but then he's pooped. I mean, how how can we have the same brain? I'm sorry to say we don't have the same brain. I mean, there's there's a great variation. One of the main principles of the Darwinian theory is plenty of variation for natural selection to work on. And there's, sure enough, plenty of variation in brain power. All All the way from... Einstein on the one hand to Sarah Palin at the other. is an author and a podcaster of his show says the bible says what his name is mike weisman he's a snappy dresser and a, and a snazzy dancer mike welcome to the show thanks for having me man. <laughs> <laughs> mike would you like a course light to begin never well you know unless you got a drain nearby but no. <laughs> <laughs> mike, <laughs> mike maybe for people that know don't know you don't know your work maybe you'd be so kind to give us a, a quick uh, bio as to who mike wiseman is awesome yeah i am a podcaster i host a show called the bible says what um i have conversations with religious leaders all over the world we discuss their beliefs why they believe them i use the bible um fantastic fun conversations that they don't always end well but you know <laughs> i try to be civil as much as i can through the whole thing and, it, and it's it's really a lot of fun i'm having a blast with it meeting the craziest people and the most awesome people even though they believe some of the strangest things um then i wrote a book about it essentially uh just what i went through as far as deciphering what what's in the bible the different contradictions um women children everything you know the character of yahweh himself and i threw it in a book and it's actually came out last month it's available at barnes and noble perfect well we like to take tangents here on the show so let's take a tangent right off the bat and uh, tell us about the book and where people can find it and you know and so they can you know hopefully go and grab that book for you yeah absolutely it's it's kind of the whole process of where the show started I, i i had a uh, debate really with myself. Well, should I put the podcast out first or the book first? Mm. And the book was taking too long, so I put the podcast out first. <laughs> and and it's it's essentially just the basis of it. It's from in the beginning to the musical apocalypse. So my, that's where my book starts. It starts from in the beginning in chapter one. It's called and number thirteen is the musical apocalypse because at the end of this charade in the Bible, whenever Yahweh's done with doing whatever the hell it is he's whenever, doing, whenever they come down for that acid trip. Yeah, <laughs> you've got. You've I, I want to see see that musical. Yeah. <laughs> From the producers of Hamilton comes. I was just gonna say, yeah, dude, that would be pretty badass if we could do yeah, that. That would be awesome. Yeah. I, I want some of that just a little bit. That'd be helpful. <laughs> and, and you had a planet where it happened. The planet where it happened. <laughs> and, you know, and you had David. Uh, <laughs> And you had David McAfee come in and he give you a hand with that, right? Yeah, uh, David McAfee. Uh, he uh, he has a publishing company called 
Hypacer Press, and he contacted me right after I finished it, and it took off from there. So, and and uh, he's been helpful, and his wife was the editor in the process. Oh, nice! Um, the, a lot of fun. Um, check it out. I got actually uh, signed copies are available at thebiblesayswhat.com. Sweet. I can get those out to you. We also have a firebrand shop there where I do all the t-shirts and stickers and I got a religion is toxic. You've got uh, no gods and masters type things. Um, a lot of Sunday school dropouts. One of my favorite shirts right now. <laughs> oh, I need that. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, that's awesome. Super That's cool stuff. That Having is a lot cool of fun. Stuff. Staying busy for sure. So, Mike, let's, let's, did let's, you write that website down? I need to go shopping. Y- yes, I got it. The Bible says okay. web.com. Okay. The Bible says web.com. The Bible says web.com. That's right. There we nice. go. Perfect. <laughs> so, Mike, let's explore a bit more about you and your personal life, if you, if you don't mind. Hmm. Um, yeah. What? What's your apostasy? Did you? Did you were you raised in a uh, religious family, or did you? Uh, were you always secular? Uh, well, raised in the church. Uh, that's where my chapter one starts in the beginning. It's kind of a little background on where I came from. Um, my parents are both pastors. I grew up in the church. We went to church every oh, single sorry. time the doors were open. Oh, uh, literally, they were, they were singing. They were teaching. So I was always there. Um, and, you know, I, I knew the Bible stories. I knew the process. But I didn't really read the Bible itself because... I was taught, you know, the Mm -hmm. the preacher teaches you, the the, the teachers in the classrooms, they teach you, and and you don't really look for yourself. You take the little lesson plan, and you just follow it. Yeah. Well, years later, I picked up the Bible, and holy crap. There, wow, no. I mean, even like the story of uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, you think it's bad enough, but then you actually read it. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's that much worse. It's that much worse. I mean, it ends with him impregnating his own daughters. It's just so, it's just so messed up, man. It is is with him being drunk and them taking turns on him. It's like, wow. What? Yeah, yeah. The Bible says what? Yeah, great. yeah the Bible says exactly. Great. Yeah. Oh well, shit! I need to go read my Bible now. Yes, it's quite entertaining. It's yeah. There's a lot of crazy stuff in there, and then that's where I tackle on the show too. Is with these uh, these these religious leaders, these mega church pastors. If I can get a hold of some, but not all of them are willing to come on the show. But I've had a couple. Um, but it, it's a lot of fun. To, to challenge their, their deeply held beliefs and use the Bible to back it up with mm-hmm. it. And then and they kind of stumble a little bit. It's like, wait a minute. Well, you know, <laughs> and then they insert, you know, random response. But well, um, when it comes to Sodom and Gomorrah, I, I just love to ask them, you know, says, okay, so she turns around, the wife turns around and is transformed into a mm-hmm. pillar of salt. Mm-hmm. Who turned around to figure that out? Who turned oh. around to see that she had been turned into a pillar of salt? Good point. I know, right? <laughs> it's like, did, no, no, she, she, she never she turned into a pillar of salt. She just she fell into a hole. She just <laughs> she fell into a hole and decided, don't look back. Don't look back, no matter what. Don't look back. Keep walking <laughs> forward. I'm just saying. <laughs> she just broke her ankle and she was just left there to die. She never turned into a pillar of salt. That, I, I, I remember the coloring page. I remember there was a coloring page of, it was the whole Sodom and Gomorrah thing. So I, I taught Sunday school for a little bit. I helped teach Sunday school, and I did the puppet ministry and all that shenanigans for a while. But I remember the coloring page of the Lot story, and, and she was there, and they were kind of turned around and looking at her like slant, like sideways, you know? So <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they had just passed her, but very good. <laughs> That's a great question, though. Different angle. Just, like, I mean, it was off to the side, sort of. They were kind of, you know, it wasn't yeah. really directly walking, you know. No, Lot just walked backwards trying to feel his way around. Then he just touched something that a full rock formation and said, yeah, that looks like my wife's boobs. Yeah. Uh, she's turned into a pillar of salt. Uh, sorry, all girls. All about the trajectory. Yeah. Okay, now. Yeah, 
trajectory is important. <laughs> what if like some of the destruction fell in front of them and they saw it, like you know, a building like a falling log or some shit falls yeah. in front of them? Does that count? No, probably Always not. Ah, that's a good. Uh, the, the real story point. is that while they were for that destruction, they were running away. The wife just saw her opportunity. She just bolted, man. She, said, <laughs> she just bolted to see her lover or something. She just said, "Fuck that shit, man. I'm out of here." <laughs> I t- oh no! I'm turning into a pillar of salt. Don't look back! Don't look back! <laughs> it just scurries off. It just scurries okay, off. Thank God! I got Plot twist: Her lover's gay. <laughs> All right, that close. <laughs> oh, and I, I just love that you you were talking about how you were doing the uh, helping with the uh, the the teaching of Sunday school, and you were doing the puppet thing, the puppet show. Is yep. how apropos that you're trying to indoctrinate kids with a puppet show? Is that oh, yeah. perfect? It was terrible, yeah, of course, man. perfect. Murdering a city, <laughs> and then God killed all the people. Isn't that great? Because kid? he is love. It's cool. They were bad. They were, they were bad. Man. Yeah, God yeah, killed but- everybody because he's love. He just and, and the way it's kill. framed, though, you know, it's like it's it's about the obedience. If you don't follow these instructions to the T, you know, this is what God's going to do to you. It, yeah. it just it bases it, it builds that fear, and, and that was. That was one of the major issues I had with it. Uh, one of the major issues breaking free from it, you know, is that fear. There's so there's so many stories. Gotta, like that. There's so many stories oh. like that. Like that, the, the, remember that story that one of the guys I can't remember his name was Uzeth or something like that, and it's one of those that are carrying the Ark of the Covenant. And one of the mm. one of the uh, animals kind of like trips, and the thing's about to fall, and he reaches out to stabilize it, and boom, he's struck down and killed because he dared touch a damn thing. <laughs> it's like hey, this guy's trying to help, man. A box. You can't do that. <laughs> can't do That's that. Against the rules. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, <laughs> the Bible's full of stuff like that. They've got the mountain of Yahweh, where you know, back in the day, Yahweh was not allowed to leave the mountain. He couldn't. He had he had to like have a tent where he would go to, and they had to carry him around. It was stupid. But anyway, when Yahweh would come to the mountain, everything that touched the mountain would die. Even an animal that was on the mountain would die just because he was there. Oh, like, mean, that's so much on, love. Man. They died of love. <laughs> How is this a loving being? The, the way he's described is just total opposite of what of how Christians describe him. Yeah, absolutely. I love pointing that out. <laughs> so, so, so like, you, you a did, real question. I'm oh, sorry. Go for it, Brent. Oh, I just have a quick question. So, like, I, uh, you know, I, I grew up in the faith and everything. I was like a, a homeschooled Christian that was indoctrinated oh. very yeah. heavily. And uh, so, I just do you get a lot of people that are reading a Bible verse that literally says something mm. and then they try to make it say what it doesn't say. Absolutely. Does that it make sense? Fit. Okay. Yeah, no, absolutely. It happens all the time. It doesn't fit their their idea, their concept of the God that they've created in their own mind, They're, especially with Jesus. Holy crap, dude. Jesus right. does some fucked up shit. Oh, yes. And they just, they just, no, it's cool. No, no, that's not cool, man. Yeah. And it, he's, he's telling you he's not coming to bring peace. Oh, he's so peaceful. He's the Prince of Peace. Are you reading the same book I'm reading? <laughs> so weird. Yeah. It like when he says no man is like, why do you call me good? I'm not good. Only God is good. And I heard somebody <laughs> argued with me that they, and he actually was saying that he was good. And I'm like, holy fuck, how? how? <laughs> do you read the same fucking words I'm reading? What the hell? Christians are the original gaslighters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <it's terrible. laughs> no, they're, they're, they're pretty bad. Like, I mean, oh, yeah. Gaslighting starts young with them. The, the relationship with Jesus is a particularly interesting one because it's um mm. the way I describe it is a bit like a 16-year-old girl that's fallen in love with a guy. Oh, you know, he's perfect. Yeah. 
he for for the first three months he's he can do no wrong he is absolutely perfect right until uh-huh. she actually goes out with him for a few times and then she realizes well he's not so perfect but the thing is they never get to do that with Jesus they never actually get to meet the guy, right? He's just perfect all the time. He's just like, oh. he's that guy that he can do no wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, he has to be perfect, and they have to see it that way. And if that filter, that filter that they're thinking through, hmm. you know, isn't, uh, you know, proper, you know, that, that that's, they have to see it that way. And that, and I think that's the, the problem is they, they read the scripture, but through this these weird filters. Oh yeah, yeah you know that, that Jesus goggles or, or yeah, Jesus yeah, sunglasses. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Although and, and it, it just it's, shades it's, it for them. I, I get a feeling. I get a feeling that if I ever met like somehow with a time machine and we got back in time and actually met the historical Jesus, although I don't really should believe that I should one, but for the purpose of this, let's say there is. Uh, <laughs> I have a feeling I would be like really really disappointed. <laughs> it's like really you're the guy really. <laughs> Yeah, he's just some crappy sleight of hand magician. What's he doing to that goat over there? I know, right? (laughs) He's drinking Coors Light at the same time. Jesus, leave him alone. Romantic, (laughs) romantic fishing trips with the boys is like, yeah, I don't know, man. It sounded way too fishy. <laughs> way too fishy. And like I said, they never talk about his brother, Dave. You know, he he, he transforms uh, water into Coors Light. That's what he does. Okay. <laughs> so it's we have Dave to blame. Instead of the Rick that dumps it down the drain. <laughs> dumps it down the drain. Honestly, Jesus always multiplies the fishiness. I'm just saying. Right? Always. <laughs> totally. With bread. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you know, so many... <laughs> so, like I said, Jesus has so many weird things about him. I mean, it's like he, he cures one leper. He doesn't cure leprosy. He doesn't give us a cure for leprosy. He doesn't say, okay, mix these chemicals and do these things and sanitize this and that and you'll never have leprosy again or, or zap leprosy out of existence. No, he cures okay. one leper. And that's yeah. all he does, you know. Is it all? Oh, well, that's just a spits in his eyes like, and puts mud or something, and then like, the guy's cured. That marketing tactic, you know, you kind of suck him in with a little bit. Yeah, well, you know, the, it's he, with the promise will. for more. It's free will, okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it makes sense. Oh, free will. So, yeah, free will is so old and tired too. There's definitely not. The Bible does not tell you you get free will. There's not no. one place in there that says no, everybody gets free will. It says fact, your life is predetermined. Yeah, yeah, God because does whatever the fuck he wants to yeah. do. He just. Uh, I don't want you to listen to me anymore. I'm going to curse you. Oh, hey, did you say something bad about me? Yeah, <laughs> right. And Romans nine is basically just like, no, I already pre-decided who it's going to be here and who's not. Uh-huh. Anyway, if so everything's like, going according to his plan, how could you possibly have free will then? Right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that was my biggest argument. Actually, at like seven years old, they just didn't know what to do with me at that church. Yeah, this, <laughs> this one, a seven-year-old, is complete. This gets kicked out of the church or the class yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised they put up with me for as long as they did because I question them at every corner. It's good. That's good. Yeah. I, I followed along blindly, but you know. Well, I kind of did too, That's but it was like. Cool. I, I just it didn't make sense to me I'm like but you're telling me it's true so it must be true so yeah, yeah, I, I must I mean you're this adult that's standing over me and telling me that this is what's going to happen so of course I don't have free will and there's this great big book that says I'm going to do X, Y, Z it kind of sucks oh man I know the end of the story now yeah <laughs> yeah don't just tell me the end yeah but like, I was determined to bulk. I was like no no I'm just I'm going to do whatever I want. God God didn't know. Well, he speaking of that, good. Mike did exactly what he wanted at some point, too. Mike, how did you get out of this trap of religion? What's your apostasy like? <laughs> well, um, 
Uh, it was difficult. It took a while, uh, especially that fear part of the, the fear of hell. That took a minute. Um, I was definitely an adult. <laughs> took a while, he says it took a minute. <laughs> <laughs> a couple minutes. Yeah. A, yeah. Five or ten. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it really, it, it, it kind of... Um, See, I never knew I was in that bubble. You know, I never knew that you couldn't believe. I didn't even know that was an option. Like, I thought everybody in the world believed in God. That was it. Yep. There's a God. There's hands down. There's no way to question it. And then George Carlin comes along. Then you've got, I was watching TV shows. And then, uh, what was it? Religious. All that stuff. Oh, yeah. It's like, man. Wait, people don't believe? Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. And then Hitchens. I was listening to Hitchens. Oh, yeah. And that just started escalating from there. And then I re-picked up the Bible. And once I picked up, I started reading from Genesis 1-1 all the way through, and I started taking notes, and then I started <laughs> putting little, all these interesting verses or crazy verses on note cards, and my office was littered with note cards. I'm like, I got to do something with this. It was all over the walls. <laughs> oh, it was yeah. bad. It was pretty bad. So, <laughs> I, and that's where the book came from. It was just a, it stemmed from my, my investigation into it. And, and there's and book two is already, I'm starting it. I don't know if I'm gonna do, what I'm going to do with it, but man, there's just so much in there that's wrong. That just doesn't make any sense. And, and it, I don't know how or why these people still believe if they've read the Bible and it just blows my mind and then I talk to them and it still blows my mind why they believe I'm throwing these things at you and you have no answer for you understand that this is a bad thing to kill children out of jealousy but it's okay because God did it yeah Mm -hmm. man what a mentality like that Stockholm syndrome that that does that's it's so it's so bizarre to me. So that's why I keep having these conversations. I can't stop. I'm like, why do you believe this? It doesn't make any sense to me. It's, Help me make sense of this. It's such a powerful. I remember asking my mother and I said to her, you know, mm. so if God had came to you like he did with Abraham and told you to kill me, oh. would you yeah. have, Would you have done that? Would you have plunged a knife? And she said, she looked at me and she kind of thought about it and hung about it. And then she said, well, you know, I, I guess I would have failed God in that instance. And I said to her, how is that a failure? How do you see that as a failure? Protecting your child. How is that a failure? You know, because you didn't obey some voice that you think might be God. Really? That's a wow. failure? You're going against every primal instinct that he supposedly gave you. <laughs> you know? It's yeah. not a failure. You just fulfilled <laughs> your programming, essentially. It's not a failure. Yeah, it's right. like blaming a robot for doing what a robot does. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, People like that lady that drowned her kids, God told her to, or there was another one that killed her kids because uh, they were going to grow up to be evil, so God told her to kill her while they were young so they'd go to heaven. It's like, man, and this stuff is real. This happens. People still believe that they, they're getting messages from God to, to do horrible things. Mm, and yes. It, it, well, you shouldn't, like with the whole Abraham story, if, if, this, if this being is all-knowing, he shouldn't need to test you. That's right. He shouldn't need to, to know the, the. He would already know your heart. He would already know you're trustworthy or or gung ho about Team Yahweh or what the hell. You know, you don't need to kill anybody. It's so it's so frustrating. It's, yeah. it, it's, that's it, a great point. Honestly, it, it is like, very if frustrating. He already knows. But yeah, why test? You? Because the Christians always dis- describe yeah, God as uh, omnipotent, 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 omniscient, yeah. and, uh, and all knowing, all seeing. Yep. And. Anything, yeah. any Bible in, in the story, uh, any story in the in the Bible goes directly against that. Directly yeah. against that. So many. Even the beginning. Yes. Like, even in Genesis. First part. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. So, <laughs> why, if if he's all over the place, he's everywhere. Why does he need to ask Adam and Eve where they are? Hey guys, where mm-hmm. are you? I can't find you. Really? You're God. Yeah. You're supposed to be everywhere. Yeah. 
Worse than that is he he knew what putting those stupid trees in the garden would do. Yes. He knew. Yes. He knew exactly. Then he let the bad guy in the in the garden, Mm -hmm. knowing damn well it would it would just nail home his whole his whole plan to get worshipped and and, Mm -hmm. and curse people. God, so so terrible. It what kills me like the main one that kills me now, and and Mm -hmm. it's it's just now because like this didn't kill me before, (laughs) you know, of course. Uh, But like I thought it was perfectly normal, right? You know, but at the time I it was like. I remember always saying, like, why would God send, you know, uh, people to hell? And it was like, well, you know, God didn't intend for mm-hmm. people to go to hell. Yeah. You know, it was created for Satan and his angels. And I'm like, uh, okay, so you're telling me all this shit is going on because God accidentally put the demon on the wrong fucking planet? <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? That's what happened? It gets even okay. worse because if he knows everything, he knows he can see the future, then he knows he created his own enemy. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and knew exactly what he would do. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's, what was he doing here? Yeah. Why was he here? He did, oh, I need somebody to fight. Especially for him. Yeah. What's he doing here? <laughs> I need somebody to fight. I need an enemy, you know. <laughs> they blame us. It's our fault for letting sin into the world. Yeah. And, and, and with that sin comes the devil and the evil and everything else. That's just so ridiculous, man. I mean, the if, devil if there's. Right, and and, and if the devil <laughs> is able to sin in heaven, if the devil was in heaven and was was all was all proud and pride and trying to take over, that means he sinned in heaven. That means we can sin oh, yeah. in a perfect place. I was just so <laughs> much wrong with it. The one so that, much wrong with it. The one that really made my uh, my my stepdad flip is when I when I told him I said uh, Adam and Eve were victims, and he said, "What do you mean?" I said, "Well, you yeah. know, they did not know right from wrong. If you don't right. know what's right from wrong, how would you know to obey or disobey?" You don't. You don't know what right and wrong is. You don't know. So, yeah, but they disobeyed God. Yeah, I know, but they didn't know that disobeying was bad, right? They were toddlers, <laughs> man. They, they, they had no idea. They, it's like it's like talking to a two-year-old and saying, mm-hmm. you know, oh, you grabbed that thing that looked yummy, you know, and yeah. scolding him, yeah. scolding all the generations that come after him. You're an ass if you do something like that. <laughs> well, the analogy I go to is like a, if I poisoned a gummy bear and I put it in the middle of a daycare. Yeah. That's exactly what God did with these, these trees of his. He put poison in the middle of a daycare. These kids yeah. had no idea. And then if I told everybody... This is going to kill you. Well, of course, those kids are going to be like, yeah, okay, it's a gummy bear. And I'm going to walk away. And the first kid that is near it is going to eat it. And then to make it worse is if I let somebody in to try and convince them to eat the the, the poison gummy bear. It's just so bad on so many oh, levels. It's so wow, horrible. yeah. It's such, the, God is great and God sin, is good. <laughs> that's right. With the sin and heaven thing, I feel like if you ask God that, he'd be like, okay, well, you know, Mitch McConnell was head of the Senate. <laughs> and, you know, we tried to get the bill. <laughs> I tried to get something done, but Mitch was blocking my every move, man. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my god! There's so many, so many holes in Genesis. Right from the get go, you could drive semis right through. Yeah. Oh yeah. They should be poured down the drain with that Coors Light. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so Mike, uh, God knows you've done so many shows that with that, that kind of things, and you've talked to so many people about the Bible passages. Is there really one Bible passage that really, you know, really kind of rubs you the wrong way? <laughs> There's got to be a favorite, the one you really like to loathe. <laughs> oh, right. I mean, there's there's so many. It's difficult, but like. I think the, the the hardest ones for the for uh, Christians to defend are 
uh, things like Exodus 25, where the Lord your God is a jealous, jealous God punishing, I can talk, punishing children mm-hmm. for the sins of their fathers. I mean, what kind of loving God, a loving deity, period, being, anything, punishes children for the sins of their fathers, and then out of jealousy. Yeah, it's such a petty emotion. It's like jealousy, come on. Everybody gets over jealousy at some point in their life, but you're an omnipotent being creating yep. the universe, and you're jealous of and what? what? <laughs> you sense. created like, it, so what the hell do you have to be jealous what? of? <laughs> how, how are you jealous of people that have far less? Yes. How does that work? It'd be, it'd be yeah. like you being jealous of a cockroach on the floor. Oh, man, I wish I had antennas like that guy. A lot of it is because they're... <laughs> A lot of it is because they're worshiping other gods. Like another one of my favorites is Hosea 9, uh, 16, I will slay your cherished offspring. In that whole thing, Yahweh is so bad at this this group of people for worshiping another god that he he starves children to death. He 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 makes all their children die by various ways, and it's horrible. It's just it's je- he's jealous of their of them worshiping another god, so he's going to kill their children. And then the kids are always the ones that suffer, like David and Bathsheba. Yeah, uh, that whole story. Yeah. You well, know, he struck the kid with a sickness for seven days. Well, what the fuck did the kid do? Yeah, exactly. Nothing. Well, he's going to heaven. That's so fucked up, man. That kid didn't get to live. And then you make him suffer on top of it. Yeah. And that's the, 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 the really horrible thing is when Yahweh makes kids suffer. It's just yeah. undefensible, but they still manage to. Like, oh, it's okay. It's like, like no. You know, the no, problem I, is, is in this face, that Yahweh is a lousy God. I mean, Craig, he's <laughs> not, so not cool. I mean, there's so many better gods out there there yeah. I, I, I i i remember watching a christian's jaw drop when he said you know he was trying to preach me and sell me jesus and i told him about a i forget the name of the god but it was a, a, a an indonesian pygmy god right hmm. so i said look i said i can worship jesus and get salvation or i can worship this indian pygmy god and i get salvation and a pig and a pig. And a pig. A so can you can you beat that deal <laughs> no can jesus beat that deal you know i get i get salvation and a pig Oh, I want to cake. Bacon, man. Like, right? Exactly, right? I say, if you're going to try to sell me a god, at least sell me something pretty cool. I mean, Jesus is so lame. Feet. I mean, <laughs> really is. This, is, this is why all these Christian movies, even the Cecil B. DeMille movies, epics of the time, they're lame. They are so, so lame. The stories yeah. are lame. The characters are lame. There's nobody that's really super heroic or nice or something you can even attach yourself to. Oh, it's such a bad, bad religion all the whole. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. This is why people are looking up to things like Thor. I mean, there's been a revival in Norse mythology now because let's face it, Thor's kind of cool, right? He's got that big hammer. He's smiting people left, right, and center and destroying giants. You know, he's kind of cool. But Jesus, oh, I'm going to transform these fishes and loaves. I'm going to turn water into wine. <laughs> Let me spit in this blind man's eye. Yeah, it's like, oh, <laughs> God, he's so yeah, lame. It I doesn't mean, even work at first, by the way. <laughs> I just yeah, it does it a second thing. time. Like, I just on. talk about it and I want to punch him. It's like, fudge, man, come on, shape up or something. You know, go work out or do some CrossFit or something. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Pour Coors Light down the drain. Make yeah, that's better. right. At least, you know. <laughs> Show a bit of machismo there, Jesus. You're lame. You're lame for... <laughs> He's not even woke, at least. If he was woke, at least, maybe he'd be something. <laughs> 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 oh, boy. Uh, so, um, 
I guess my one of my questions was, what were your thoughts about the Bible overall? But mm. <laughs> I think we've been through mm. a lot of it already. Okay. But yeah. if you want to elaborate, by all means. Absolutely. Well, my Bible itself is rather worn. Uh, I have a parental advisory explicit content on the back of it. And that's exactly how I feel. Every single Bible should have one of those. Which version so do you have? It comes with some kind of warning or something. Uh, NIV is what I grew up okay, with. Yep, so yep, yep. Yeah. yeah, me too. Yeah, absolutely. I found it in a hotel room, so and I took it as my own. And you know, every <laughs> single year, my parents and grandparents got me a Bible for Christmas. Oh, every year, God, I never kept a single one of them. I had to steal one out of a hotel room to go read it again. Thank you, Gideon's. <laughs> I do this on purpose now. Whenever I go to a hotel room and I check the drawer and there's a Bible in there, I'll grab a marker or something and says, "Caution: This book is full of stupid superstition. Read at your own risk." <laughs> <laughs> that is less and less common there, these days. Yeah, it is less and less like common. Exodus 2021. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Underline. I don't. Maybe in the states though, but it's still really blood, common there. No, that's another one I could like to. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. I mean, what a horrible verse. Yes. I mean, not only jealous and, and, and punishing children out of your jealousy, but you have to have bloodshed in order for forgiveness. What kind of monster needs blood? In order to forgive somebody. Yeah. Especially yeah. just forgive. So it's just say, oh, okay, fine, dude. We're cool. That's that's what forgiveness right. is. That's all there is. Say, okay, let's, don't do it again. I'm not going to. He didn't say forget. He just says forgive. Right. Okay. So, okay. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to forget what you did. I think you're an asshole, but, you know, we're cool. I'm not going to kill you. That's right there. That's forgiveness. And you can't even do that. It's no. like, no, yeah. you got to no. fucking bleed. I did that a week ago. I mean, you know, I mean, that that's like, okay, it's cool, man. Just don't do it again, man. It's, it's all good. <laughs> always different man you're not allowed to that's what makes it special <laughs> <laughs> so weird is there a particular so guest Mike it is would, weird Mike is there a particular guest you'd like to have on your show one of these days and if you could you know magic wand moment here if you could reach out to anybody oh man wow um what a question I don't know Kenneth uh, Copeland Kenneth Copeland <laughs> just, just, just come on. Just, I need it. I don't know. I mean, and the, I, I, I think Frank. of like these big wigs, like like uh, William Lane Craig or oh, Kirk Cameron, all those weirdos. You know, oh god, I, Kirk Cameron. That would would I really hilarious. want to have a conversation with them? I mean, yes, I would. But would it be beneficial? Probably It'd be not. entertaining. Okay, it'd so be satire. Kirk Cameron. I want to talk to Kirk Cameron. Kirk, I got, yes, like Kirk I Cameron. said, I got to circumnavigate around somebody's intelligence to teach them about Jesus. What a thing to say. Yeah. He would have like one of those fuzzy pads that you like put up like, okay, so here's how this goes. And then like slaps the, the picture on the fuzzy. Remember how he did that? The fuzzy. Yeah. Uh, the board that had like, and it would stick and you had your little images. Yeah. Board. yeah. <laughs> oh, man, so here's how this works. You know, okay. I, I would, I would, uh, I would see your Kirk Cameron, although he's kind of forgotten and now I will up you one and I'll say maybe Kevin Sorbo oh, oh yeah. you win yeah you win. I would love to have he's a bit more relevant right now oh man that would That's be awesome well, yeah you know he's a I bit more totally you know I think there's so many things that could explore the fact that you know he's such a, a pusher of Christianity and he played Hercules mm-hmm. you played a 
Greek god Greek or demigod. Yeah. It's like, don't you kind of see the irony in this, buddy? It's like, <laughs> you got to see somewhere so, that, you know, this was make-believe. But those you gods are fake. Yeah, you They're weren't actually fake. punching you know? hydras in your show, right? You do you, you do realize you weren't actually punching giants in your show, right? It was all made up, right? And what's the difference between that and Jesus? Jesus is real somehow? Why? How do you get there? I'd Jesus re- is real. I'd be really curious to see that guy's mind. Don't tell me Jesus that's, is that's real. That's an amazing idea. I love that one. I'm writing that on my bucket list. And uh, <laughs> He's number one. Mike, if you do, please, please give us a call. We'll tag in with you. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll grab this guy. Oh, God. Oh, God. That'd be too funny. That would be too... And you know the funny thing is, is uh, he, he does a lot of uh, moves on Twitter. What turns out oh. his Twitter account is actually run by his 13-year-old son, apparently. <laughs> What? Yes, oh apparently God. he's not even the one tweeting. Oh it's, his, it's his oh, kid. So at this point, I'm going to start talking that to him. That's so much more sense. <laughs> Thank that you. So much more <laughs> sense. Okay. All right. Now it all comes to that. Okay. Mike, uh, I know. Uh, I think. I think you're you're the kind of guy with the kind of show that could point a lot of people in the right direction. Um, and so, what advice would you give for these? religious people all those probably listening to this show <laughs> that are you know getting starting to read the bible trying to you know have an open mind and you know try to look through it what piece of advice would you give them to basically comprehend and maybe remove the god glasses from their eyes it's tough uh there's really no like one advice i could give honestly but the best thing that i found worked for really helped me is is writing everything down if you've got a problem if you're going through genesis and you're finding an issue write that issue down and explore it later don't just brush that shit aside because when you're reading it you you tend to like oh well that's weird and you just move on and you keep reading yes well wait a minute let's address that weirdness you just passed up where it tells you to do something that would be crazy like killing a witch what what Let's address that. You know, let's look at these things. Uh, we're picking up sticks on the Sabbath, we, we get stoned to death. What the hell kind of crap is that? Let's investigate this. You know, I mean, just write it down, look into it, and if you have an issue, explore that issue and, and really try to get to the bottom of it. I think that is such great advice because I remember, I mean, I read the Bible twice when I was younger, and I never until I actually spoke to people like David Fitzgerald and stuff like that, I never made the link because you read the stories one after another and you kind of, and your mind kind of goes, oh yeah, it's the same story I kind of read before, but there are some huge discrepancies and differences between them and you don't catch them because you don't yeah. read these stories side by side, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I, think, yeah. I think taking notes like that, I think is very, very good because you're right. Your brain kind of goes into automatic mode and you're just, just reading, but you're not really absorbing any of it. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, I do that too often. But that's where the writing it down definitely comes in. You know, like I, I found the, the different contradictions and stuff. You can actually go back and you're like into your notes and go, wait a minute, that was said earlier over there. A lot of stuff. The Skeptic's Guide to the Bible, I think it's called. Was that the Skeptic's mm, yeah. Bible? That's an amazing source as well. Uh, I used that when I first started, like really investigating the Bible to get like a. It, it's it's a good so, uh, root source to get to get started. Um, a lot of stuff like that, and podcasts, of course. I mean, holy crap! Listen to atheist podcasts. There's a yeah. ton of us out there, and we all do an amazing job at this positive atheism. You know, spreading it and whatnot. So mm-hmm, I think that's another good place to go. I, I also think Absolutely. you know what. 
the Bible takes itself so seriously, and it's kind of fun to actually make yeah. light of it because it's so yeah. <laughs> so much stuff that is so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure. Especially, Absolutely. especially if you're somebody who's been in that space that's seen people take this so serious seriously, mm-hmm. you know, and then to th- you know to think uh, you know just silly funny things about it because they take it so fucking serious, you know, oh, yeah. and. It's like weird. Like it's it's almost hard for me to be around my family and stuff because they're just like, yeah, you know, the Lord showed me that yeah. the blah blah blah, and you're just like in casual conversation. You're like, I was just talking about the weather, dude. Like, <laughs> I was, the Lord said, grab an umbrella and it rained. It yeah. So yeah, you know <laughs> exactly. And you're like, yeah, I don't know how to react because like you almost want to be like, should I be dishonest and be like, totally, yeah, the Lord, yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah. and, and like it kind of puts you in a weird position, you know, and yeah. that that's what I feel like is is kind of fucked up that that Christianity has become sort of the the main uh, religion and just sort of a norm, you yeah. know, for our, our society because people can just say shit like that. And then you're just supposed to nod along. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, you're an asshole. And that's the problem. You've got to push back a big, against bad ideas. And if somebody says something that's so blatantly ridiculous, I, you have to step in and say, whoa, let's fix that. You know, let's look at this rationally. Well, that's a difficult yeah. thing for some people. But, you know, we, you got to help out. you got to at least try. You know? Yeah, I, I mean, I, even the other day I was watching some YouTube videos and I was watching this particular channel. They were talking about uh, tips for motorcycles. And, you know, the guy was going through a specific motorcycle and blah, blah, blah. He's got some good content, right? And I, 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 so I subscribe and I keep watching the video and say, oh, this guy's pretty good, right? And then he gets on his bike and the first thing he does, he reads, a, he calls it words of wisdom. He reads, he's got oh. a little sticky note. He Read a, a, a passage from the Bible before he goes on his ride. And, and I then just stopped watching yeah, it, right? I, right off the bat. I just stopped right yeah. there and unsubscribed. I said, you know, I would have subscribed to your channel, but you know, this Bible pull bullshit is just too much. I said, I, I'm not here to hear your fucking words of, you supposed words of wisdom. I'm here to talk about motorcycles, right? And can't you just, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I, and I would just love this guy, instead of reading up, uh, you know, something from the book of Saul or whatever, and the Lord shall be whatever. I want him to read one of those passages that says, happier people that dash their babies against rocks, you know? I want him to, <laughs> once you read one of those passages, you know, it's like, <laughs> no, they're good. No, yeah, I, no, that's not the cool verse. No, that's not one of the verses we we subscribe. I, I'd be kind of curious. Well, how many, like the, maybe Mike, maybe you can answer that. How many how many cool verses versus bad verses are there in the Bible in your notes? <laughs> Dude, there's not very many. I mean, there's some interesting ones in there. You know, my favorite one, of course, is love your neighbor. That's a great one. But oh, guess yeah, what? Jesus didn't come up with that. No, that's a Buddhist thing. It's a it's a it's a what was it? Um, Hindu, it's a Hindu thing. I mean, that, no. that's old. Jesus well, didn't come up with that idea. That's why it's the golden rule, because it's, it's yes. literally in every fucking religious text. Yeah. Everyone. Right. Like, right. I just love how Christians always make it believe that, no, no, they started this. Yeah, yeah, that's just right. Just before Jesus arrived, nobody's ever heard of peace before. Everybody was just <laughs> killing each other on sight. Yeah, that's exactly how the species survived. That's, that's how I we think- got, you know, towns and cities and stuff, by destroying yeah. each other all the time. That's right. Right. <laughs> I think the coolest verse, though, is the one about the emissions as big as uh, horses. Oh, yeah, that's a good and, uh, size of a The emissions of, stick, emissions of donkeys. And, yes. If we're going by coolness, like, I mean, big dicks are cool, and they're, like, comparing them to animals that have clearly big dicks. So, I'm just yeah. saying. 
We're talking animals. Great time to tune back into this conversation. Oh, you never heard this passage? The donkey, yeah. Oh, Sabrina's just sliding up to this passage. What, 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 we're talking about penis here? What are we talking about? <laughs> what? what? The fuck, dude. There's a passage. <laughs> who, who wants to pull up that passage? Brad, pull up that passage. You where you need to. Come on. There's a passage in the, the Bible about donkey dick? Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah. I clearly left church way too early. Okay. <laughs> they, no, don't they don't cover that. that. <laughs> <laughs> Especially on Sunday school. Maybe a youth group. Oh, imagine them trying to teach us what was about five or six when they're trying to teach about the Virgin Mary and what that meant. The youth pastors are fucking weirdos. Like, you guys want to hear something fucking weird? (laughs) 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 We didn't have pastors. Y'all are old enough, so it's all right. I got it. Ezekiel, that's why. That's like the new Old Testament. Ezekiel 2320. NIV version. Then she lusted after her lovers, whose genitals were like those of donkeys and whose ambitions were like those of horses. That is in the Bible, ladies and gentlemen. Wait, wait, did that say emissions were like that of horses? Yes. So what? They were coming like a horse? Yeah. That's what oh my! With a donkey dick. He, so, he's so hung like a donkey, so... and he comes like a horse, and you know, he, he's in rut. So, so what you're saying is she likes facials? Oh yeah, she's she she's totally into sea biscuit. I've measured this, and I'm telling it's horses. Oh my I mean, God. Does it really matter if it's horse or donkey at that point? So she's, and this is a man she's lusting after, and he has a donkey dick? Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. So, and we still, that's why we use that phrase, by the way. Okay. <laughs> that's where that comes from. What, donkey dick? No, that, 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 like that puts a, a whole new dimension on the classic Pinocchio, where the kids drink beer and turn into donkeys. That turns into a whole new dimension all of a sudden. And Pinocchio's nose kept going longer and longer, but wasn't his nose originally. What about his emissions? Though? Yeah, that's right. That's emissions. <laughs> These are important questions. Oh my god! I, I, think, I think it met California's emission like standards. Yeah, I definitely left church way too early. <laughs> oh well, you know, uh, you wanted to know, oh, now you know. Oh, <laughs> and god. the Bible says what? <laughs> There we go. This is yeah. a perfect example. Oh, I really need that Sunday school dropout T-shirt. Seriously, <laughs> Mike. You sometimes uh, you 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 have NAV is the one you you've been using for a lot, but sometimes you go into other books like the uh, the Catholic one, for example, that's got a bit more books in there and stuff like that. Sometimes you go into other versions that will have content that you might not usually see in the NAV version. Do I do that? Yeah, I. No, not really. I, t- I tend to stick to the basics. Um, I know there's a lot of different areas you can go with that, especially like the Catholics. And I, I, you know, I did talk to a Catholic once, but it was mainly about um, the horrible things that are done to children inside the Catholic Church and, and why he allows it to happen. Um, I, I'm more familiar with the the New International Version. I've been asked to do the Book of Mormon and uh, the Quran stuff like that. Eventually, I'll get there, but there's still so much in this one version yeah. that I, I have to I have to tackle, I have to get through. So is New there, International there, Version so the King James? Yeah. No. no King, the version King James is just called the King James Version. Yeah. But is it similar? Isn't it similar? Well, yeah, they're all similar. 
You know, yeah. you have the new international sort version, of. the new Living Translation, the English Standard Version, the Berrien Study Bible, the King, the King James, James Bible, version. the New King right. James Version. I think it's New King James Version is what the I The New have. American Standard. Huh. Uh, That's insane. New, actually, yeah, New King James is just like the King James. They just took out all the... The these and the thous. Okay, no, I have a lot of the these and thous. The, That's how my grandma knew I, ha- I knew how to read. Because she always <laughs> thought that I was faking it. I learned how to read at such a young age, and she didn't believe that I was actually reading. And then one day I pulled out the family Bible, and I was reading all the these and the thys and the thous. And she's like, oh shit, she does know how to read. <laughs> See, right there, the uh, when we looked at Ezekiel here, yeah. I just Googled it, Ezekiel, right? Yeah. There is 25 versions of the same verse. Of the same verse. And there's oh. additional translations here. So uh, yeah. right there, it just pops up 25 different versions right here. So it's the same verse, though, but it's just kind of interpreted in a different way? Well, it's just worded a bit differently. Oh, yeah. they, see, the well, one, actually, yeah. it says, there she lusted after her lovers. And mm-hmm. the, the New Living Translation says, she lusted after lovers. Mm-hmm. So instead of there, she lusted after okay. her lovers. Just a few words. They remove her, they remove uh, there, they remove, you know, genitals as large as donkeys and a mission like those of a horse. <laughs> <laughs> That's the same all the way through it, all 25 versions, okay? The new, King, the new King James Version, for she lusted over paramours whose flesh is like the flesh of donkeys and whose issue is like the issue of horses. Oh, see, that's issue. how you don't issue. have any issue. clue. I have you have no that. clue that it's the genitals <laughs> that they're talking about, the flesh of the donkey. Issue. Like, what the hell? So you think the guy's, like, fuzzy or something? <laughs> see? He's just got long ears. Well, I never would have had the, the genitals because all I got is King James Version, so. The King James Version Bible. For she dotted upon her paramours whose flesh is at the flesh of asses oh. and whose issue is like the issue of horses oh. instead of emanations issues I'm totally going to call my cum issue from now on <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's going to like that issue? too much a lot of issue right there <laughs> so you got to go to Nikki and say hey Nikki would you like some issue <laughs> are you ready for me to issue on your face? No, no, no. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Dear. Okay, that's my making final edit. <laughs> when, when you think of atheism as a whole, you know, your, your own journey, where it is now and where it was before and where it's going, are you positive for the future of atheism or are you, you know, less positive about it? There's, there's definitely going to be some um, pushback, and we've seen that obviously. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's a process, man. I think, I think in the, in the end, it's, it's going to be the, the obvious way to go. It's going to be beneficial in the end. Religion is toxic. It, it's not, it's not. It, it should not be allowed in a civilized society. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cannot have the I mean, more true things is better. And, and and when we go to atheism, we, we go to that zero ground that I don't know or there's nothing there because, well, there is nothing there. So I, I think the more true things, I think Dillahundy says that a lot, the more true things we believe, the better off we're going to be. And it's 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 the best way to go if we believe in these magical fairy tales where's that going to lead us what benefit is that going to do us in the long run i mean it, religion has harmed us has stunted us it, it's killed us it, it has no place in a civilized society uh, I, th- I think it, it'll weed its way out whether by we all killing ourselves or by logic so <laughs> eventually i think eventually we'll get there and it's, it's going to be a process for sure fantastic mike thank you so much for being on the show with us i really appreciate Thanks. that uh, mike's all yours uh quick plug be shameless if people want to find out more about you your adventures and your book where can they find it 
the Bible says what.com. I'm available wherever podcasts are at uh, YouTube. I just started doing videos. So I throw the YouTube actual video of the conversations and my intros and all the, the, the fun stuff that happens afterwards up there as well. <laughs> um, so uh, Facebook, I'm a little more relevant or more uh, on Facebook and Twitter. I try and keep my platforms a little limited because there's so much going on. It's so hard to keep up with everything. Uh, BSW the podcast at gmail.com is my email, but uh, the books at the Barnes and Noble or Amazon. Fantastic. Mike, thank you again for being on the show. Before I let you go, I got to say, I got to have you say, hi, this is Mike Wiseman of The Bible Says What? And I took a left of the valley. Okay. <laughs> hi, this is Mike Wiseman of The Bible Says What? And I took a left at the valley. Fantastic. And that was why Mike Wiseman of The Bible Says What? <laughs> Love that guy, man. I love that yeah, guy. That was fun. And he does great work. He does great work. Yeah. I really highly encourage you guys to support him and uh, buy his merchandise, buy his book. Uh, that might be one of those books I'll have to get myself and read as, as well. I'm so far behind on my list of reading. It's not even funny anymore. <laughs> I'm not big on reading. We can uh, both get uh, the Sunday school dropout oh, shirt. I'll check that out. Yeah, sure. exactly. No, we'll absolutely have to do that. And, uh, you know, I find that Mike has a, an interesting formula, which I think is good because we've seen a lot of shows do the laughing and, uh, and you know, poking fun at holy books. Absolutely. You know, it's great comedy fodder. But the fact that, you know, we kind of pinpoints on that says, you know, with the title of the show, the Bible says, what? And I think that's what's missing in a lot of religious people's lives. You know, they, they, they say the book is holy. And but they never they've actually, never actually read, it. read it. You know, I, I've, I've told this story before of my own mother, you know, you who would challenge me or something like that. And I would quote her verses and she was like taken aback and said, how, how come you know all these things? And I would tell her, I said, look, you told me as a kid that when I die, there's going to be a test. And the answers are in this book. So I read the book, you know, <laughs> I studied yeah. I for the test. And the question is, you're a believer. Why haven't you? Yeah. Why haven't you studied yeah. for the test? You told me the answers were in this book. Exactly. Right. So it's like, it's like, it's like, oh yeah, the answers in this book, just, you know, thinking that I'm just going to take your word for it. She didn't know about the donkey genitals and No, I'm sure she doesn't. I'm sure she doesn't. And <laughs> I, I, I would I'm love really to bring that to her at some point. Either. Oh man. Donkey's emissions. That is so funny. <laughs> Flesh of asses though in the King James version. See King James, he was still a little bit censored. Yeah, well, you know. emissions from asses sounds bad. I'm just saying. <laughs> it, does. it sounds like no, the flesh of asses and the issues of horses. <laughs> Come on now. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. <laughs> oh well, thank you for being on the show, guys. And thank you to White Meisman for being our guest, and thank you to Sabrina and Brent for being my co-host. And thank you for. Yeah, listening. we're still crazy. <laughs> you can send us an email at left.valley@outlook.com. You can follow us on. Facebook on Twitter at LETV Podcast. You can follow us on Patreon, Patreon slash LETV, where you can get an uncensored version of the show. Not that it's censored anyway, but <laughs> unedited <laughs> commercials, light down the drain. and Coors Light on Down the Drain. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a five-star review where you find us. It helps us and helps others find the show. Okay, coming up, uh, we'll have Dr. Clint Heacock of Mindshift Podcast coming up. 
We'll have uh, our friend Adam, the bodybuilder. We'll be talking to health with him. And You've the, been uh, promising that for an awful yes, long time. Yes, you know, we'll get him. He's coming eventually. We'll have the Godless Heathens. We'll be coming on the show. These guys are hilarious. Nice. We'll have Thomas Westbrook of the Holy Kool-Aid. We love Thomas. And we'll have Andrew Torres, the lawyer. Our favorite lawyer, Andrew Torres. We'll be talking about abortion with him. Mm. So that'll be interesting, especially considering everything that's going on right now with the Supreme Court in the States. Mm-hmm. Brent... Quick plug, my friend, about Unapologetics. Yeah, check out Unapologetics, uh, spelled with an X, uh, on all of your uh, podcast players. And, uh, yeah, I also do the Happy Debating Atheists. And if you want to tune in to us recording panel episodes of Unapologetics Live, check out uh, the Happy Debating Atheists uh, YouTube channel at 11 o'clock. Or uh, 11, 15 11.15 to 30 yeah. uh, every Wednesday. And uh, you might be able to catch us. And we'll, if you want to uh, post a comment, we will read it if it's, uh, you know, rational. And it features Irrelevant. Sabrina as well, and as well as myself and Ben. We have a lot of fun. Yeah, we get sucked into things, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Perfect. <laughs> Anything else I need to add? It's not like we have a life. Okay, well, you guys are free to not enjoy your life in the next week or so. <laughs> Thank you, guys. <laughs> Until next time. Later. And whereabouts are you, Mike? Uh, Las Vegas. Uh, you know, like uh, on purpose? <laughs> on purpose? <laughs> I love it. No, I hate this place as well. That's terrible. Uh, the heat and the dryness and the people, the people are just terrible. <laughs> I feel like it's funny too because I feel like you have like the same group of people I've got down here in Florida because nobody's from here. Everybody just comes from all over to be an asshole. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Usually people from California get the best of us. Now let me take a sec on me to sound so hateful But I swear to God, unintended, I find it disgraceful The thousands of children are raped by priests And since they're holy men of God, they get away scot-free And the Pope does his very best to keep it on the hush Don't wanna affect business, he loves money too much We know that they love the kids, but how the fuck can we protect them While they planning to molest them, we teaching them to respect them Respect them Fuck that. The system is broke down, working backwards in the only action of tactic I plan to practice now is to attack them. The parties of God's hands are bloodstained, millions of murders by believers, and they're all in God's name. And let me take a sec, don't mean to sound so hateful, but I swear to God, unintended, I find it disgraceful. That many atheists are told to be quiet, you're not alone, speak your mind, time to let it be known. I'm proud to be an atheist. Skeptic and non-believer, and if it 